the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to take your place on the starting grid and get ready for Racer Radio. Your host, Dave Stahl, about to take you for a white-knuckle lap around the motorsports industry, covering everything from top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Watch for the apex, because here comes Racer Radio with Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome to Racer Radio, FM 96.1. AM eleven seventy. The answer. You know who that is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Brittany Sandoval, the racing school teacher. Did you take a couple laps this morning? Uh no, but I did give my race car a little bit of love. My crew chief came down yesterday morning and we tinkered on her a bit. Did you fire her up? Yes. That's what I want to hear. This segment is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you've got a business with a cash register, let me tell you what, you need to check out Southwest Point of Sale, especially if you're having cashier issues. You can give these guys a call at 800-540-2149. Let them come out, take a look, and if they like what they see, they can definitely hook you up. Also, Convoy Auto Service, 3909 Convoy Street, San Diego. Map Auto Care, ASC certified, Master Tech. Can't beat it. And Bumper Doc, Curdy Mesa. Got scratches, dings, and dents. Need a leash return? Same location, 3885 Convoy Street. Go to Curdy Mesa, All right, hey, we got a special guest. Who do you yes, have? Yes, we do. Well, uh, hey, listeners, if you are a big fan of motocross, you're going to know our first guest today. He was uh, one of the fast guys from the El Cajon Zone. He's uh, calling in today to tell us about an upcoming event. Please welcome Scott Burnworth. Hey Scott, how you hey, doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How you How you guys doing? Fantastic. Oh, not doing bad at all. Now you're not talking about <laughs> 2022. You're talking about Cal VMX, right? No, no. I actually do ride with Cal VMX. Yeah. But um, so I actually put a few events on myself. Oh, do you? All right, cool. So, what do yeah. you got for us? So the first thing we got coming up is uh, one of my events at Carlsbad Motocross Reunion up at uh, Booze Brothers Brewing in Vista, and it's right above the old Carlsbad racetrack. And it's, <laughs> it's something that I've been doing for, uh, I've lost count now, maybe six years, and it's just like a fun get-together for people that used to race at Carlsbad, um, you know, fans, racers, uh, sponsors, whatever. Hey, that that race used to be massive on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, it was big. That uh, huge, the uh, World GP there. Yeah, um, it was actually one of the first events that I ever went to as a kid to watch. Mm-hmm. That was in nineteen seventy three. Wow. wow, you know one of my years ago. 
Yeah, one of my very first memories ever of my whole life. I was probably there in 77, back when my mom was uh, racing. She had a Honda Elsinore 125, and that's back when I was crewing for her, you know, cleaning mud off her fenders. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I remember Mud's that. sticky there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a sticky, sticky track. <laughs> so what's the date of your event? Uh, it's January 23rd, and it starts at 12 o'clock high uh, till uh, approximately 5 p.m. And mm. it's free to get in. It's at Booze Brothers Brewing Company in Vista. It says you're going to have some legends there. You got anybody you know that's going to be there? You know, I haven't confirmed yet. Um, you know, I've invited uh, Rick Johnson, obviously, uh Brock Glover, a few of the local guys usually show up there because uh, it's right after the San Diego Supercross. Mm-hmm. And um, usually get, I've had quite a few there. I've had Roger DeCoster, uh, Torsten Hallman, uh, Garrett Wolfink. I mean, just, just name them so it's been exciting. And you're also going to have some motorcycles there to look at as well, correct? Yeah, we always have, like, a bike show, so, like, a vintage uh, motocross bike show. Um, it's it's not real strict bike show. It's just kind of show up and show and shine, you know, some really cool uh, motocross bikes and from the 70s up till the 90s. Yeah, and show them what wheel travel yeah. was not <laughs> or lack of, yeah, back lack in the fun. day. Cause, yeah, exactly. Because everybody Never thinks, had. yeah, everybody sees these bikes today with – Mm-hmm. 18 20 inch wheel travel try three and four inches of wheel travel Is that yeah. how little it was yeah holy cow you know maybe you want to contact lars larson because he just put together uh one of his old motorcycles that he raced is he yeah. in town i'm, I'm actually is. good friends with lars and he he always attends and uh he, he's a real funny guy he's uh, awesome like a lot. oh yeah and yeah. still racing to this day <laughs> Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> Love that guy. Yeah, amazing is is the word. There's no if ands. And then what about Peter Starr? Peter Starr. Oh, that's um, that's Brittany's buddy. He raced on yeah. uh, asphalt, I believe. He wasn't so much a dirt track, was he? Yeah, but he might come. He, yeah, you know, he, yeah, he'd know all these people. He could do a video. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get Lars. Definitely reach out to yeah, Lars. Lars is, Lars is the best. We love having him. Lars will definitely be there. Yeah. Maybe Tripes. Always good for a laugh. Yeah. What about Marty Tripes? <laughs> he tells good stories. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure about Marty. He, you know, sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't. Um, we had a great crowd last year, and, uh, you know, with this whole COVID thing going on, yeah. you never know these yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, you're, you're absolutely right. But I know him. You know, Marty's always looking for a good time. He oh, is yeah, a time. good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Supercross is on the 22nd, and then having this on the 23rd the next day sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. should be fun. 23rd, 12 to 5, Booze Brothers Brewing Company. Oh, wow, that's so, a mouthful. So what's, what's a couple of bikes you're going to have there that are in the classic uh, category? Um... Uh, let's see. What have I got? What do I got? I don't know specifically. I, I, uh, they just show up, right? They just show up. So I don't, you know, there might be bolt toggles. There might be, uh, Osas. There might be some CCs. That's a good chance. I know there's some, some newer ones too. that are in real sweet 90s ones, you know, pro circuit 
um, real nice ones. Oh, and, goodness. 90s um, is vintage now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so, Scott, I got to tell you a cute story because I always try to get uh, Frank and Calvia Mix to come down to KUSI to promote whatever race they're doing. And so they were in one day, and, you know, all their bikes, you know, are just absolutely pristine. Yeah. So I walk up to one of the riders, and he's on a bull taco. And so I says, Oh, you got a bull taco, huh? He goes, Yeah, it's the best bike I ever owned. I says, Is start easy? He goes, oh, yeah. And I said, well, that's not a bull taco. I says, I don't know what it is, but it can't be a bull taco. Am I right? How hard were those things to start? Jeez Louise. Uh, it depends. You know, I, I ride a OSA in 1974 OSA, uh-huh. and it's got the left, uh, left-hand left start, so it's a little tricky, but it, it starts pretty easy. They're all so tricky. The right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I grew up back in the day. I mean, that's. You know, that was when, as far as I'm concerned, motorcycles were motorcycles. I mean, it was... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there was no real technology to speak of. It was all rider. I grew up out uh, at Verona Oaks. Uh, that's where, you know, when I first started racing, and, yeah. uh, you know, back in 74. I think it opened in 74. Jeez. So, yeah, been doing it for a while. Yeah, we got to get you come in studio sometime. You'll I have, have some... him on the calendar right. already for oh, April. Oh, I think. Have, yeah, you'll have fun if you've never been in a studio before with like-minded folks. Yeah, you'll you'll get a kick out. Of yeah, it. I knew fifteen minutes yeah. was not going to be enough. No, it's never never. I wanted to get this event out. If someone forgets the minor details of the event, where do we find this information? I actually found um, it on your Facebook. Yeah, that probably my Facebook or my Facebook or. Um, Carlsbad MX Reunion on on Instagram. Okay. So, yeah. It's well, fun. Oh, go ahead. I know. I, I'm not sure since COVID, as you were so mm-hmm. polite to bring up, has kind of disrupted my KUSI TV mm-hmm. scheduling, but I've been told I can come back on the 15th. Although Newsom extended the mask rule. Did he really? Yeah, to February 15th. Yeah. So just a heads up, it might. Uh, well, yeah. if it, I'll have Brittany send you my contact info, and if I can get you and just a couple of classic bikes to come to KUSI maybe Friday prior to your event, maybe we can mm-hmm. do that to help draw some attention. Yeah, so, so, so after this Carlsbad reunion, this is more of a fun, you know, yeah. at the bar and stuff like that. So at Barona on May 1st, I have a... a oh. Barona Oaks MX reunion, so it's for people that you know, whatever used to used to race there, used to sure. you know, still race there. Um, and then Sunday is my event, which is SoCal Vintage MX Classic on the track, the main track there. All right, well then we'll have, yeah. yeah. Hopefully by then we'll be able to, um, we'll you know, and get again. you down there, get you because if I get you on KUSI, then the general public will really be made aware of the fact that yeah. uh, you've got something going on, and I will help you every way possible, my friend. That'd be great. I appreciate you having me on. Okay, Absolutely. well you take care, uh, Brittany. I'll send you a copy of the interview, and be safe. And we'll talk to you down the road, my friend. All right. Have a good day. You, you too. too. All right, folks, this is Racer Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Excuse me. Shut up.
That's good, dude. It's a song, Dave. That is not a it's song. It's a slow intro. <laughs> Must be one for you. Here it comes. might be for him and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Welcome to the Music Hour with Brandon Thomas. Our DJ. Our DJ. This is Racer Radio FM 961-1178. This segment is brought to you by Elk on Ford, where nobody, absolutely nobody treats you better than Elk on Ford. New used inventory starting to come in. Take a run down to... 1598 Main, East Main Street in Alcone Ford will take care of you like family. All right, we uh, had an interview. didn't work out, so we're going to run uh, a Dakar interview Dakar. I did yesterday morning with Amy Lerner. Take a listen. All right, folks. Hey, you've heard us talk about Amy Lerner and her uh, navigator. I don't know if I'll destroy her name. Sarah Beauferg. They're over in uh, the Middle East getting running the Dakar. We've got Amy on the line, not Sarah, because Sarah's deep in the navigation, and that's exactly where I would want her so that we would not get lost. How you doing, Amy? I'm great. How are you? Well, you bit. What, have you got a week under your belt now? Yeah, this is, uh, it's in the evening now of our rest day, so we had six days of competition. Rest day today, we've got six more days ahead of us. Okay, so for folks maybe you're just tuning in, uh, you're you're at the 2022 Dakar, and you're driving a rather unusual vehicle, but a lot of news has come around this vehicle. Tell the folks first off what you're driving. So I'm driving a 1982 Porsche 911 SC. Uh, it's got a 3.0 liter engine, and it has been modified to be specifically used on off-road rallies, and it is liveried to honor the Rossman's Porsche factory team of the mid-'80s with the legendary drivers Jackie Ickes and Renee Mitch. And did I not see on social media that Mr. Ickes actually came and seen the car? Yes, that was an incredible moment. We were just at our bivouac after the day, and uh, he just came walking by, and we had an incredible chat about Porsches, and he was really curious to find out why an American woman would be at the Dakar rally in that car, uh, which was a lot of fun. And then a couple days later, an even cooler thing happened, and he actually autographed my car. Wow. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's, I mean, heck, even if you don't win the Dakar, that right there sounds to me like enough. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, it was an incredible moment. So, how's the car doing? The car has been really strong. We've had a variety of terrain, you know, some sandy days, some rocky days, some faster days with some hard, flat tracks. And uh, we had to change one tire, but otherwise we're in great shape. Yeah. And I bet I, I'll, I'm sure it's just been. How's the weather been? I guess is a good question too. Weather's been good. It gets a little colder than we experienced last year. We had some heavy, heavy rains in the area on the first two days, and they actually ended up having to cancel one of the stages because what should have been sand was lakes and puddles, and it yeah. really wouldn't have been safe to people across. So 
otherwise, um, you know, we've moved on from that area, so the rain is not really an issue, but the weather's been, been really quite nice. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, it's it's a, well, I guess a total of 12 days, <clears throat> excuse me, 12 days of racing, um, and you still have just, you know, tons of terrain to to cover. Where Where are you girls standing right now mid-race? <clears throat> In 12th position out of 144 overall after wow. the first six days. Hoping uh, over the next six days we can, you know, really put in a solid performance and pick up a few spaces. It would be amazing yeah. to finish in the yeah. Well, the whole thing with the Dakar is finishing, you know. I mean, it's that in itself <laughs> is a first-place win no matter what. Wouldn't you agree? 100%. 100%. It's, it's a, I think... Uh, the average is about 50% of the cars that start actually make it to the finish. Right. Maybe 5%. But yeah. It's a tough one. It's brutal. Right. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, motorsports, you know, because of how hard and difficult it is, you lose a lot of weight. Do you run into that same situation on a rally like this? So, funny thing, about 10 minutes ago, I was saying to Sue Mead, gee, my pants seem to be falling off. I wonder if I've lost weight. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, because you're so busy, and we put in 12-hour days in the car. I mean, tomorrow morning, uh, our start, we're leaving the bivouac at 6.05, and we probably won't be to the next bivouac until 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So, it's a long day, and you get some transit times in between the competitive sections, but you can, you know, shove a granola bar in your mouth or have a fruit snack or something, but you really don't have time for a meal. Right. And I'm sure you don't have, you know, like we just mentioned, three square meals a day. I mean, you're not sitting down at a restaurant for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. So, And I think the food you do eat was pretty well scheduled for for, uh, energy and stamina. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. In the car, we eat a lot of, you know, nuts and beef jerky and dried fruit and stuff that's really going to give us just a quick hit of energy and, and tide us over for a few hours so we have a chance to take another bite of something. What about liquid? What, what do you do from a liquid standpoint? Is it just straight water so you can stay hydrated? Uh, well, uh, Sarah likes to use a hydration tablet in her water, and I tend to like to mix coffee and water. And then we've got a Camelback. Uh, with three liters or so that I have access to throughout the day. Uh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Well, of course you've done this a few times, so. But I bet even though you've done it a few times, it's every time you do it, it's new. Yeah, every day is different. Yeah. Yep. And and what you encounter, you know, there's so many things that can happen on any given day at any given moment. So it's always different. So how can people uh, follow the rest of the race? What's what's the easiest and best way to follow you and Sarah? So uh, at Team Learner is my social media handle, uh, or on Dakar.com is the main rally website, which links to tons of daily videos and updates on scoring and all that fun. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, the publicity you're getting driving that vintage car not only for Mr. X, but just the world in general, you know, it's probably going to talk you into going back next year, right? <laughs> um, probably more so the fun I'm having would be what was bringing me back. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought so too, because because it's a lot of work. I mean, 
you know, it, now once you're done with this race, are you going to be doing any, uh, are you going to be doing any like a video of how it went? I mean, if you got a camera crew following you around, what's, what's the uh, end uh, result? I don't at the moment. Uh, there will be a short piece going up on Red Bull Motorsports TV and their YouTube channel in the next couple of days. Okay. about the whole classic class and I did a couple of long interviews with them so there'll be some some information of what it's like to be here and what you need to do to get here all right well it, I am so excited to to follow you and Sarah um, you know it's a, it's a chance of a lifetime uh, you've got a good mentor Sue Mead right alongside you so that's that's a plus as well so I'm gonna go ahead and let you go uh, I'm sure you have a few things you need to do since it is a rest day, you should probably try to do that and get Sarah to rest a little bit. And uh, we'll talk to you at the next opportunity because I think it's, what, 8 o'clock at night or something like that over there? Yeah, 8 p.m., and I think it's going to be bedtime pretty soon. So we'll just say uh, goodbye from Riyadh. I was just going to say, sweet dreams, and we'll talk to you down the road. Welcome back to Racer Radio, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Excuse me, this segment is brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway. One fast track, folks, you guys need to check it out. 18700 Lake Paris Road, go to parisautospeedway.com for their latest schedule. And John's Automotive Import Repair, 7447 University Avenue in La Mesa. Go to John's San Diego Auto Repair, Napa Auto Care, AC Certified. Master Tech. All right, hey, we got a very, very good guest on our line. We got Chris Chris Crowder. Hey, Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, Dave. How are you? Just living the dream. So, how's the weather out there in lovely Colorado? <laughs> well, Colorado's not too bad right now. So uh, we're in Tulsa. Oklahoma yeah, he's right in now. Tulsa. Oh, that's ready. right. Oh, what am I thinking? Yeah, AJ's there, by the way, and so is uh, Brody Roa. Yeah, a lot of our uh, regulars that call in all the time are back there now. Yeah, and, uh, it's kind of day one, right, Chris? It, yeah, it is. We just landed uh, about noon today. Got checked into the hotel. Right now, we're just hanging out at the hotel. Uh, <laughs> we might head over to the track here real quick, just check things out. But uh, yeah, just hanging out right now. Oh, is this the your, calm before the storm. Yeah, is this your first? <laughs> is your first time here or there? Uh, first time, yeah, first time there. It's Chili Bowl. Uh, we've done the shootout five times. You know, oh. four times with the Lightning Sprint, and then once with the uh, six hundred. But uh, yeah, you've done the Tulsa shootout. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so you know that track. Just a little bit. <laughs> well, it's just a bunch of left turns, nothing major. Oh, but a lot of them, real quick, because yeah. it's so little. I believe it's a fifth mile? Yeah, that's what they say it is. Um, it, <laughs> it runs a pretty small track. It's a unique track for sure. Right. Well, you know, it, it, it's as, as running this uh, race, has this been a dream? One of those bucket list things? Oh, absolutely. I never would imagine, you know, even at the start of this year, um, before this deal got put together between Dell and I, um, there was no mention of going to the Chili Bowl. It's just always kind of like you said, as a dream. And then the opportunity came up, you know, after uh, Hangtown. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm speechless with words, you know, for the opportunity that uh, that came about. So well, in high school, you were a drag yeah, racer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let our listeners know you started yeah. out going straight. On asphalt. Then you went in the Marines. <laughs> you must have fallen off a tank. Because when you got out of the Marines, 
you started going left on the dirt. What, what was the transition? Yeah. Yeah, kind of a funny little story. I'll, I'll keep it short. But um, basically, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I started truck driving. And I got in the truck, and then I bought my first truck in 2002. And a buddy of mine um, I still talk to, he, uh, he introduced me to Lightning Sprint. Oh. And at the time, they just called them mini sprints because they were running upright cars with 600cc motors in them. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's like, oh, you got to come out to the racetrack and see what I do. And I was like, oh, what's a mini sprint? You know, I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> we went out there, and I watched him, and I don't think he did real well, but it didn't matter. I was like, man, I just want to get in one of those. Mm-hmm. So 2005, I bought my first car, and I've been hooked on it ever since. Oh. 30 wins in a lightning sprint. Yeah, I guess you sort of picked it up kind of quickly. Yeah. Well, it took me about six years to get my first win, but uh, they say once you get the first one, the next one comes a little easier. And you know, we've been fortunate to have you know a pretty successful season or pretty successful years thereafter. So, very happy. So, but now you're at the Chili Bowl, and you've never been in a midget. No, the first time I jumped in the car was a few weeks ago at Dell's. Uh, <laughs> buddy had the track, and uh, we went out there and ripped around a little bit, and. Man, I tell you, his car, his equipment, um, I mean, it just seemed like it fit like a glove. So, awesome. You know, no high expectations by any means. Um, Dale doesn't have any expectations for me. Just go out and have fun and try to pass the car every time we hit the track. So that's, that's mm-hmm. what we're going to try and do. Well, and you know, it's funny you should say that because A.J. Bender, who uh, is from out here, and he's never been <clears throat> in a midget. But since you're an old drag race enthusiast, uh, Cruz Pendergon runs uh, a midget. And he's been watching A.J. Bender out here at at uh, Paris. Uh, Paris and... He runs at Verona. And what's the one that little... Oh, uh, Ventura. Uh, Ventura. So he calls him up, or what has his people call up A.J. and say, Hey, uh, Cruz wants to uh, put you in a midget. And he thought it was a prank call. You know, I mean, why would a top fuel or a funny car driver want to put me in a midget? And that's where he's at. So this will be his first time. If you get a chance... Look him up. He's one of the nicest guys you'll ever want to meet. Might be racing each other. Yeah, you might be racing each other. But uh, he doesn't know. He's never been in one either. And it's a. And Pendergon said the same thing to him, too. Look, just go out, have as much fun as you can have. That might be the right mindset. I think so. Yeah. So are they having all the, the wing and non-wing divisions? Uh, here at the Chili Bowl? Yes. Oh, no, it's just strictly midgets here. At the That's what I was going to okay, say. Okay, so there aren't any. Uh-uh. Okay, just the one. Right. Okay, sorry. I have, obviously haven't been following the setup of the Chili well, Bowl. Well, you've like been I busily was following Dakar. Dakar, yes. <laughs> okay, it's just no wings. That's what happens when we're the only one in Southern California that does a motorsport show. She stays somewhat busy. Yes. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, just a tad. And especially staying on top of all the drivers. Well, yeah, and then Kyle and Christopher Bell. And ooh, so many, yeah. there will be a lot of people to follow. Yeah, but you know what? The Chili Bowl is, I mean, yeah, the, the cream does rise to the top. But when there's no pressure, I think yeah. anybody could win Go that race. Crowder, Chris Crowder. What's your number? Uh, we will be in the 17R. Okay. 17R color scheme so we can find you. Uh, blue and black. Uh, it'll say you'll see a big logo saying Mo- Morris Motorsports down the side, and we have okay. accelerated services as well. Okay, go 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 yeah. real slow so Brittany can watch. No, okay. don't do that. <laughs> no, go real fast, and the commentators will talk all about them. And you know, win. So then we get an interview, and we can see what you look like. And by the way. No pressure, oh, and, and Brittany I'm, will tell you. It's kind of true, Chris. What he's about to tell you is pretty true. Anywhere from 80 to 90% of the people that call win. 
after they've Chris been on this show. <laughs> I'm just saying, no pressure, right. no pressure. Do we know how deep the um, mains are going to be? Like, is there an E main and a D main? Do we know yet, or is it too soon? Or a Z main? Okay. Oh, you might, yeah, you're going to be pretty deep, I'm guessing, maybe a K oh, somewhere around there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's 400, close to 400 entries right now. Okay. So. I mean, is, and, and it, the purse is not millions of dollars, is oh, it? Oh, but the bragging rights. I know. Oh, yeah. It's only, I think it's about ten thousand to win. It falls off pretty sharp from there, but it's not about that. It's no, about no, no, no. That really, that's you know? that's what I'm saying. That's I mean, this is old school racing is, at its best. This is the Super Bowl yes. of dirt track. That's what I yeah. tell my non dirt track friends and my girlfriends, you know, like this and, is and, the Super Bowl. And by of the way, track. Chris, if you're not familiar, Brittany is a school teacher by trade. Keeps me busy. And she's a tad over forty. Just a tad. 49 in two weeks. 49 in two weeks, and she drives a dwarf car. So if she gets overly excited (laughs) while talking to you, that's the reason. Dirt and circles. I love it. Dirt and circles. Yeah, dirt and circles. The girl is fanatical. Very excited for you guys. So I don't know much about midgets, obviously. I'm like, are there wings? Sorry. From Tulsa, (laughs) they have the, sorry, the different divisions. So I'm curious what your drag racing days um your family friend former crew what do they think about you going in circles in the dirt yeah um, well drag racing was very early i mean i was still a teenager in high yeah. school uh, when i drag race and yeah i actually my old auto shop teacher reaches out mm-hmm. to me and, uh he, he goes through facebook and he reaches out and he tells me good luck and he follows me pretty good but um yeah, it's drag racing. I mean, it's no comparison to this. And um, the level that I've been able to get to you at this point has just been, you know, Jelly beyond ball. my yeah. ever thought. <laughs> well, yeah. but, you know, Chris, you're not going to hurt anybody's feelings, but drag racing really is boring. I mean. You're hurting someone's feelings now, right now, now come saying on. that, Dave. But I know you have a reason. Though. You sit in the staging yeah. lanes for 45 minutes. You go three seconds. And you go back to the staging lanes for 45 minutes, okay? You don't turn left. You don't turn right. Hopefully everything works. Yeah, Am I right, Chris? I mean... Well, if anybody puts me in a car that goes three seconds and a quarter mile, I'll sign me up. Be, like, <laughs> yeah. It's a different kind of thrill. It's a di- I know, I know. And I would, I would never turn a wheel down. I mean, I've been in front engines, rear end. I mean, I've done it. So I get where you're coming from, but... I think there's more pressure doing Chili Bowl than there is. I think it's one of the most high-pressure races that you'll ever be in. Absolutely. That's why I got back. When I got back into racing, that's why I decided to, to turn left, if you will. Like you said, drag racing, you spend all day at the racetrack, you know, to make that 12 or 11 yeah. 10 second pass. You know, and granted, this is only 20 minutes at a time, but it's just 20 minutes. You don't have to focus on anything, yeah. you know. Girl, yes. <laughs> Any of that stuff, yes. You know? By the way, I just got two hate Uh-oh, emojis. Uh oh, he's getting hate. Well, from a male. from a drag race of yeah, father. Yeah. So, apologize, Rick. Apologize. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of Nick Novak. We have a local driver who grew up in the drag racing world right. as well, and not only is he doing circles in the dirt, but right. now his son is. Right. Right. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and it's so, I mean, and really the, the circle track family is, is, it's just exactly what it is. It's a true family. And if this is your first time back, we could give you a list of people to look up the Swansons. Oh yeah. The chili bowl. Yeah. yeah. The Swan, Jake Swanson, Jake Swanson, his wife, Damian Gardner. I mean, yes. there's a lot of, 
California guys that have made the trek. The only difference is out there, you guys, how many different tracks do you have in your in your uh, neighborhood where you live? Uh, in Colorado, we have about three three to four that we race at okay. um, on a pretty basis. So it's not a huge amount of tracks like you get back to like your guys' place, California, or even Indiana. But um, it's a pretty good variety, anything from quarter mile to three-eighths mile. Have you been to Honor Raceway in Pueblo, Colorado? Oh, yes, ma'am. I've oh. gotten a chance out there well congratulations that's the only one i've raced out in colorado it was a good one it was, right. it was so, interesting so my buddy oh. just texts me back boat <laughs> racing thumbs up thumbs up thumbs up thumbs up okay and that's kind of in circles uh yeah and that's crazy racing <laughs> that's too crazy have you ever done boat racing i bet he would i have not i have yet. not that's not fun though yet because i think he would say yes to it well sure if somebody <laughs> handed him a boat I'm not much of a swimmer, though, but we give it a shot one time. I feel ya. <laughs> Hold my beer. This ought to work. Yeah. It's a chili bowl. So exciting. So so who have you got for sponsors? Uh, Accelerate Services. We wouldn't be here without them. They're, they put up uh, a lot of um, resources to make this happen, and I can't say enough for those guys. Olsen right. Underground, Open Wheel Motorsports, Diablo Fabrication, Schoenfeld Headers, they're uh, – they hooked us up in this pretty fancy Hyatt hotel that we're staying at. Um, this nice. Week. Um, yeah, those guys made it all possible. So so you got a family? You married? Got kids? Uh, I got two kids, uh, two daughters. They're both grown out of the house. Um, not married, but uh, yeah, just a small little. Small little and and they're just looking at dad saying, he'll never grow up. Well, I exactly. want to know if the girls ever got into racing, no? Doesn't sound like it. Yeah. No, I got one of my my oldest granddaughter, believe it or not. Um, I'd like to get her into a car this coming summer. I'm thinking about uh, either quarter midgets or go-karts. Yeah. Well, either well, yeah. yeah, either one. I mean, you know, one thing about a go-kart, it's a lot closer to the ground. That's kind of nice. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And, you know, the thing of it is, like we do here in San Diego, you know, we, we have a, a guy that has a little track out where he lives, and we get little kids and just give them an opportunity. That you're either going to like it or you're not. That's awesome. That's kind of what I was thinking. Of. We have a track back at home just outside of Honor Speedway. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the gentleman does the same thing. He'll let you jump in the car, put your kid in the car, yeah. and just make them they like it. You know, come on back and we'll figure something out. But uh, it, that's what we're doing. Well, that's one of the things that Brittany and I do a lot of, and that's interview these kids that are seven eight nine ten yeah, years melanie old. we had a young lady she's eight years old it was her first season last year she won six races can you believe as that an eight-year-old first season yeah. so i don't well, know i have a feeling your granddaughter might be like that a lot of garage time spent with her if you get her into it absolutely she has she's at the shop handing me 16 trenches and See? calling me papa awesome. <laughs> so, and, and be- you know that's everything because you know everybody wants all men supposedly say they want a little a boy but Trust me, the daddy's girls. Oh, yeah. And this one right here. Yeah, I'm my, what does my mom say? I'm my mother's daughter and my father's son. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and I bet she takes the, your number 17R, correct? Yeah, that's this, That's a one-time number oh, for okay. us. Really Normally, we're the 26 in the lightning sprint. Oh, I gotcha. bet she'll be a little 26. So how long have you been running lightning sprints? Oh, man, like I said, I bought my first car in 2005. Oh, wow. So be, you be... He sounds younger, I think, Yeah, he does he sound a lot younger. Well, that's what racing will do. Keep you young. Yeah. You sound 21. Thanks, Dave. Oh, thank you. Let's, oh. go, let's go with that. <laughs> Not you. 
I'm talking to my co-host. You couldn't see him point to me. We're both 21 in our mind. Yeah. Well, that's how old you think you would be if you didn't know how old you were today. So, so still the trucking business. I am. I am. We got a handful of drivers back in Colorado. Um, You know, that's what makes this happen when we travel with the lightning spread all over the country. Um, Those guys keep us uh, keep us going afloat. Awesome. Yeah, that is so cool. Well, like I said, there's a good chance if you if you pull this off, you're going to have to get back in touch with Scott and set up another interview because you know we want to do a post interview. And the main reason we do this, Chris, in all honesty, is it's for your sponsors. You know, I mean, our shows are all podcasted. They're fifty thousand watt station. We're all around the world, and you never know when somebody may reach out to your sponsor, thank them, use them. So that's really why we do what we do. Plus, we can never find better people than people in the motorsport community. I mean, there's just something about them. Boys, girls, doesn't make any difference whatsoever. Uh, it's just a, it's just a great family. And plus, Brittany won't let me do anybody else. <laughs> well, thank you for doing that. Uh, and you're 100% correct. You know, it's the sponsors that keep us coming to yeah. events like this, especially. Yeah. And then number two, I mean, I don't even really say number two. They're number one right there on the same playing field is the fans. Oh. You know, those guys coming out to the racetrack and supporting the local racetracks and the local racers, um, That's if it wasn't for them, it wouldn't happen. How do people follow you around? I'm sorry, say that one more time. Website, buying shirts, hats, things like that. Do you have a, do you have a fan club or how do people follow your racing career since they're not living next door? Yeah, sure. Um, mostly we're on Facebook. You can go okay. to Chris Crowder Racing, uh, find us on there, or Chris Crowder, which I go under also Open Wheeler as a nickname. <laughs> so, yeah, thing on Facebook, you can uh, look me up. We're coming out with some new uh, some new hardware and apparel right. pretty soon, and we'd like to get some of that out. We'll post that on Facebook as well. All right. Well, you'll get a friend request from Brittany. I and already Mike. found it. Chris Crowder Racing, right. CCR. All right. So I'll send one out as once I get off air and <laughs> – Buddy, I look forward to talking to you down the road. Yeah, have, good luck. Have Woo! fun. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you greatly. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep you posted. Look forward to it. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Tyler Menninger. He is the driver of Gravedigger. Awesome. Right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Racer Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This segment is uh, brought to you by Certified Car Clinic. Excuse me. Go to uh, 1170 North Woodside Avenue for all your automotive needs. CertifiedCarCare.net. All right. Take a listen. Tyler will tell you all about the upcoming Monster Jam down at Petco Park. All right, folks. Well, hey, a good sign that uh, we're back is Monster Jam is coming to San Diego. Right now, they're in Oakland, California, getting ready for their first event in the year. Uh, we got Tyler Manja. He is the luckiest kid in town. He's driving the monster truck from Dr- Gravedigger. Welcome to the show, my friend. 
How you doing, man? I'm happy to be on here. Uh, it's the 40th anniversary of Grave Digger, and I cannot be more excited to get this tour started. Uh, we're hitting San Diego next weekend. We're actually in Oakland right now, getting the trucks ready for our event here in Oakland. So, uh, like you said, next weekend, San Diego, I'm ready to rock. Oh, man, I bet. And that's really the name of the game. It's let's get ready to rock. And everybody that that's involved in Monster Jam, I mean, you guys know it is nothing but a show. But to win is everything. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and there's a little added pressure being the 40th anniversary of Gravedigger, too. You know, this point series is not going to be easy. There's a lot of good good competition on this tour. So uh, I'm going to come out swinging, though. Uh, this is actually my first stadium tour ever. So uh, I've been on the arena side of things. Uh, now we're in the football stadiums, and uh, I'm ready to turn it on for all the fans this year. Oh, that'll be interesting. Now, how did you get? How did you get into the monsters? How did you get into into Grave Digger of all things? Where you you start out in the pits, or, or how did that come about? Yeah, so I, I did. I my my dad actually used to volunteer at the local uh, Monster Jam event from where I lived, and uh, we had off road trucks growing up. Kind of snowballed into me working for Dennis Anderson's oldest son for a couple summers in high school, uh, driving his ride truck out at Digger's Dungeon. After that, I got hired to drive the Blue Thunder truck for my first year, my rookie year is 2016, and uh, 2017 to now, I've been in Grave Digger ever since. So it's been an awesome ride, and uh, I'm not ready to stop anytime soon. Right. Was this something uh, that you just kind of, like, ducked to water? I mean, was it just automatic for you, or did you have to put a lot of work? I mean, now you're talking the, du- uh, the, the dungeon. Is that like a training center? No, so the Digger's Dungeon is actually like a gift shop. It's, it's where the Grave Digger oh. shop is located. So, uh, yeah, you could say I kind of caught on kind of easy, and I got in a lot easier than some people do, but uh, I had the right opportunities. I knew the right people and uh, had the right experience growing up with my off-road truck. So, uh, yeah, it's been awesome, man. I, I can't complain about anything. Uh, I love doing what I do, and I uh, have a great time doing it. Well, you know, you, you, you kind of – you know, give yourself a free pass getting in because you knew people, but that's nothing. You know, walking the walk and talking the talk, that's two different things. So, you know, once somebody gives you that opportunity, the pressure is on because the whole Digger family, from the sons to the daughter, I mean, you know, it's all about the experience and how totally insane can you get. And and, and I guess that's, like you said, the pressure's on, but I'd take that pressure all day long. Absolutely. You know, there's there's definitely a name to uphold, and that's the Grave Digger name. And, uh, you know, the Andersons, it's in their blood. They take a lot of pride in what they do because it's been their life. So I don't want to let the Grave Digger name down, but I definitely don't want to let the Andersons down at the same time, whether it's Dennis, Ryan, Adam, or Kristen. I want to do that Grave Digger name proud for those guys. And uh, hopefully, you know, I do a good enough job to where they, uh, they've, they've allowed me to keep driving this truck. So, uh like I said, man, it's it's been a great ride. I, I, I feel like I have the, the what it takes to be just as wild as uh, anybody in the truck. So, uh, But it's going to get a little more crazy this year at the stadium tour. We've got a lot more space to work with, uh, backflip ramps, big air, you know, all all the crazy stuff that we do. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. Well, you know, uh, and a lot of people don't realize if you, if you really go all the way back, uh, you know, to Bigfoot and look at the transition – of Monster Jam, I mean, it has come so far, not only with size, but with safety. You know, there was a time, I mean, you could hurt yourself really bad in one of these trucks due to either 
lack of suspension within the vehicle or lack of suspension within the driver's seat. And I think because of Dennis Anderson and, and, and Max D and all the guys that came ahead of you, Charlie Palkin, you know, those are the kinds of guys that set the, set the, set the path for the younger generation like yourselves because you can go through a whole season and, and if everything goes well, not get hurt, but, you know, you have to keep yourself fit. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I mean, those guys have really pioneered this sport to, to what it is today. And, you know, I can't thank those, those guys enough for that kind of stuff because, you know, like you said, I can go a whole season and as long as, as everything goes good and, you know, our safety equipment is the best of the best, there's no doubt about that, uh, I don't worry about getting hurt ever. So for those guys, to, you know, back in the day getting beat around and bumped around in the truck, uh, it's honestly impressive on what we do right now. Uh, you know, there's not many other motorsports out there that crash as much as we do. There, uh, there's actually none. Uh, you know, the the dirt track racers, they, they plan for a just-in-case-we-crash type of deal. Well, we know we're going to crash. It's it's basically every time we go out, we know that there is probably going to be a crash ending, especially driving Grave Digger. That's what the fans expect, and that's what we're going to give to them. And it's the only sport that I know of where the crew chief screams in your ear, burn it down! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They might regret it after they say that, but they definitely get, get just as pumped up watching us out there uh, as we do. So, uh, you know, we try and keep the trucks in one piece, but more often than not, they're not in one piece when we're done. Right. Well, you know, it, it is what it is. You're still in a race. You're still going for a championship. You know, you've got your fans. You know, the pit parties are probably the, the second most popular event at a Monster Jam event is the fact that you guys basically open your doors for the kids and the and the adults and everybody to come in, get their pictures taken, get swag. I mean, I've still, you know, I've still got all my grave digger stuff from days gone by. Uh, in fact, it was funny. I had a chance to get a door, uh, and the only reason I didn't bid on it because it was brand new. I don't want a freaking brand new door. If I'm going to get a grave digger door, that uh, that dude has got to be damaged. Oh, yeah, we we do plenty of body damage, that's for sure. But, but touch back on the pit party, it really is one of the best things. And uh, I think that's what really separates Monster Jam from anything else in the world, honestly, because you can go to a NASCAR event, you can go to an NFL game, anything like that, and the players or the drivers are literally untouchable. You can't go meet them. Uh, right. So with our event, you can literally, we're so available to our fans and uh, to be out, you know, signing the autographs, doing the pictures, all like that a little different right now because of the COVID protocols, but we still have our pit party. You can still come check out the trucks, meet the drivers at a distance, and, man, uh, that to make someone's day like that, you know, I remember being a kid and going through the pit party line myself. So now to be able to do that for, you know, the next generation of Monster Jam fans and Monster Jam drivers, uh, you, you want to make it special for them, that's for sure. Right. And you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and, and the fact that what I like, is the fact that the, the the girls are now coming in and they're doing extremely well, uh, you know. And I think Monster Jam has been was was ahead of the game, you know, allowing women to come out, you know, with Monster Mutt and and uh, what's his face, his wife would come out, and you would get. I mean, you still get a show. I mean, you get a show. Period. Hey, out of the two events, uh, I know you already know the answer: freestyle or racing. What, what do you like the best? I mean, it's obviously freestyle for me, but I, there's nothing better than racing because 
right now we got a fan judge freestyle. So the fans judge the freestyle. There's nothing wrong with that. We love getting our fans more into our event. But racing, it's it's cut and dry. There's a winner and there's a loser. There's no debate about it. So I like that about racing. But the driving aspect and, you know, just having fun, freestyle is definitely where it's at. Go out and showcase your skills, kind of show who you are in the truck, and uh, make that truck have some attitude. That's why freestyle is my favorite. Yeah, me too. I mean, I I I, I think that's where most of the – that, you know, the talent is, uh, some of it just happens. I mean, you know, you don't say, okay, I'm going to flip up on the left and I'm going to flip up on the right and I'm going to do a wheelie and then I'm going to do a, no, a lot of, a lot of what happens, correct me if I'm wrong, the truck dictates what you're going to go through. Depends on who's driving. Cause, uh, there's the new wave of drivers. Uh, Ryan Anderson's kind of the ringleader of it. Uh, and he's the best at it at controlling of what the truck does. So, uh, he probably out of everybody has the best truck control and making it kind of do what he wants. So, you know, go around, make, make your good safe hits and then start kind of pitching the truck into bad situations and hoping that you can pull out of it. So yeah. it's not complete luck. There's a lot of skill behind it, but you definitely have to have luck on your side. Yeah. Without a doubt. Tyler, I am so excited to hang up. I'm going to go after the PR lady, get me a pass. I want to come down, say hi, see the truck and, uh, be safe this weekend in Oakland and kick some serious butt. I appreciate it, man. We're going to get this tour started, and like I said, I can't wait to get to San Diego. I think it's going to be a little warmer down there, so I'm looking forward to that and uh, meeting all the new fans that I haven't been able to meet before. So I'm just as excited as the fans are, and we'll see everybody out there. Well, just turn the air conditioner on. It'll, you know, you'll be fine <laughs> down there. That's, that's true. That's true. All right, buddy. You take care. You too, man. Thank you. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.